All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. It's another edition of the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. All the parts you need in one place. 1.4 million parts at your fingertips. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, Wanya Gretz. Uh, gentlemen, things are good. Wanya, uh, you're still upright uh, as the orders get set for Game 7. I don't care. Smitty's on the show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ryan Smith is on the show. Now, Ryan Smith joins us. And uh, Wanya, of course, is a diehard uh, Oilers fan. He uh, he almost peed his pants when we uh, told him that he you were coming on the show. On I had no idea. <laughs> I would have worn a tuxedo, Smitty. Now, we, we did have a serious question because uh, he jokingly said, well, you know, Ryan Gordon Smith. And I'm like, is that his middle name? I have no idea. What is your middle name, Smitty? Borden. B. Borden. Borden? Borden? Yeah, that's my uh, great-grandfather's. Wow. I yeah. na- I, buddy, we could play trivia. No one would. I'm going to play that. I'm going to put that on Twitter. Does anybody oh, know Smitty's middle name? On the, uh, on the internet is Gordon. Yep. So. Oh, but it's actually it's, Borden. It's, it's Borden. B-O-R-E. Oh. D-E-N. Oh, okay. Well, the internet doesn't normally get things wrong, so you're the guy in the $10 bill because you are money, Smitty. <laughs> so are you, is that, isn't there a town, Borden, just outside of Red Deer? Is that the uh, town your grandfather controlled? That's, that's a jail. Bo- that's Bowden. <laughs> oh, Bowden. <laughs> so your nickname, your middle name isn't Bowden? Is that what you're saying? Bowden. Ryan Smith is on the show struts. Bring some sort of D game to the game today. Jesus. What's your middle name? Uh, Wayne. Wayne. Oh, that's unbelievable. For real? That's my dad's uh, my dad's middle name also, but everyone calls him Wayne. His real name is Ernest. Big Ern. I would have loved him. I'd love to have, yeah. I'd love to have that first name. Ernest, like, would have been tough as a youngster. But right now, Ernie, 
Big Ernie McCracken well, might go on You could go to, you could go to camp all the time. It'd be fantastic. I don't oh. know if Ernest Stredwick could have made the show, though. I feel like the beatings he would have taken in junior would have just been epic. <laughs> What's that guy's name, Ernest? I'm going to kick his ass. Then years later, he'll be on a podcast with Smitty. For a guy that was supposed to be nervous on with Smitty, you won't shut up. I prattle. I prattle on and on. I don't know what to do with my hands. Smitty, jeez. Uh, now, uh, oh, Smitty, uh, game seven, of course, is, uh, is our topic. Uh, you played in three of them in your career, uh, winning the first two, and then uh, of order fans, uh, Obviously felt your pain in the last one. But I want to go back to 1997 in a series where you guys were clearly the underdog in that series, no doubt. But it goes to Game 7. You're on the road. That was your first experience in a Game 7. Could, even though I'm sure you try to be calm, how nervous or was it excitement? What were you feeling before Game 7 in 97? Well, I think at that stage, if you're not nervous, you're not human. <clears throat> in my opinion, I think uh, uh, all three of mine were on the road. Or ours were on the road, so um, I never experienced uh, the home atmosphere. But uh, yeah, you're nervous at first, and then you want to settle into your game, and uh, uh, for sure, there's excitement there. Um, well, obviously, it was an unbelievable finish with uh, with Toddy Marchand scoring the big goal. Uh, but Cujo made that awesome save a shift or two before that. So yeah, there's so much adrenaline going. You're trying to stay within the uh, within the game, but uh, we were the underdogs going into it. Um, um, so I think, really, at the end of the day, you just go out and try to play your game, be simple, and uh, and enjoy it. Okay, so you're jacked up. Is it how hard is it to kind of not get over jacked up? You know, you always you're so fired up. Do you have to bring it down? Is the older player telling you to bring it down? Is the coaches? How does that that dynamic work? We actually had some pretty good leaderships, uh, leadership guys there. Uh, Luke Richardson, Kelly Buckberger, uh, Dougie Waite was there, Billy Guerin. Guys that, um, you know, obviously Luke and, and, and Kelly and, and uh, Billy Guerin for sure, they, uh, they've been in some significant games and, and guys that, uh, you know, calm you down a little bit on the bench. You're, you're right, Strutty. You get so excited. Your, your adrenaline's going. You're just, you know, bouncing on the bench. Like, get me out there, get me out there. But, you know, it, it, you got from shift to shift. It is, uh, it's, it's a different game. You've got to make sure you maintain a, a, a an even keel level, and uh, you know, all of them branch off to that and go to the uh, the last game seven. Obviously, losing against Carolina, but we won that game six easily, handily. Um, going into seven, I think maybe we were overconfident. And I'm hoping that's not the case here with uh, with the Oilers. I know that they uh, they had an excellent game in in Game Six uh, last night, uh, and I hope that they can um, you know ride that high for a little bit, but not too high. You know what I mean? I want to carry that confidence and uh, uh, from that that game on. But to be honest with you, from from five to six, and then six to seven. I mean, it, it's so. Uh, there's so many different levels, and uh, this series has been uh, up and down for sure. So in 97, you guys win. You have the fantastic finish. Uh, Ron Lowe's coming on the ice going crazy. I'm, I'm sure that flight home must have been one of the more memorable flights or one you can't remember, <laughs> depending on how much you partied. <laughs> but uh, then you go the next year, and here you guys are again. You're the underdog against the the, the mighty Colorado Avalanche. You're down 3-1 yep. in the series, and then suddenly you come back. You win 3-1 in Game 5. You shut them out 2-0. Curtis Joseph's great in Game 6. 
six, and then you go into Denver and and spank them for nothing. Did the experience from 97, was there any carryover for game seven? Did you feel that much more comfortable having gone through it a year earlier? Well, yes, for sure. You, you do, uh, you settle in a little bit more and, and you know that the, the intensity is going to be that much more. Um, yeah, we sure, we sure did settle in, but you know, you talk about nerves, you talk about, uh, uh reacting to the situation, uh, that that's in front of you and you just gotta, um, you gotta find, maintain focus as an individual for, for the, for the greater of the group. And, um, there's no question from year to year that, that did help us. And, uh, um, you know, I know before even this playoffs were starting 11 years now, they've, they've been out of the playoffs. Now they're in, it's the experience. Now they got to gain this experience. Well, it's true. The experience does, I don't want to say prevail, but it does help. And, um, you know, obviously they, we do, as the orders here, have uh, some experience going into it. And, um, back when we were, when we were, you know, gaining that year to year, we experienced so much and learned so much from uh, from one year to the next uh, that you just wanted to uh, translate that into the game situation. I actually remember our leaders were, were awesome. Um, Billy Guerin actually played unreal in game six there in, in Colorado. But I do remember Dougie Wade after that, over and I, I I remember it pretty good because Ronnie Lowe didn't play me a whole lot because I wasn't playing that good and and I deserved it um, and he just pulled me aside after we won the series and as we're taking off uh, I believe we took off right over to Dallas <laughs> we played uh, Colorado one year and, uh, off to Dallas but I, I, I remember on the flight he was just talking to me and just saying hey you, you've been a factor for us throughout the year we need you to get going again and just just getting the positive um and and correcting the, the things that i need to be better at and uh it was great uh, great advice that i got leon dry is feeling it right now he's been uh very good all year against the ducks and he's been good this series uh very good in fact when you're feeling like that is it carry from game to game or is it still in the playoffs you're playing the same team is it still like let's say all this first shift goes and i'm talking offensively here smitty yeah Wow, uh, he's played unreal, and uh, you for sure you get that confidence, especially against the team. Like he's done it all year against this. this sure. Team. And uh, when you feel confident, like I remember playing against LA and, and Columbus, like you just, it just like there was something that you felt that was like anything is going in. You get the puck, and the puck's falling you around. That puck's gonna go in. And, um, and and he's feeling that, which is which is huge. I mean, five points in one game. I know they showed a stat on TV. Like he's up with the uh, with the, the greats uh, of of the Oilers. So it's it's great to see, um, you know, ride that confidence as high as you can and, and as long as you can. Uh, obviously, here in Game Seven, that's what uh, they're going to want for sure uh, out of him. I'll give it a shot, boys. Let me talk. I'm going to use the wisdom of Ryan Smith. I know, to talk to Ryan Smith man. right now. Ready for this, Smitty? Control your emotions. Okay. Keep the adrenaline in check. Okay. 
when you were in the cup final run in 06 and you looked like you were evolving into a zombie as the season or the series went on because you were leaving everything on the ice were oilers training staff like genuinely concerned about you you had bags under your eyes you'd lost half your body weight everybody i knew was like we should give smitty some of our blood he looked awful like what was going on with you you're just leaving it all on the ice or what uh, you know, you just kind of leave everything out there, and uh, yeah, no, there was, uh, as you know, Strutty, you're in it, you're, you're, you're just, you just get emotionally and physically engaged, and uh, you know, obviously that was quite the run that we had in '06, and uh, uh, a memorable one we'll never forget, and. We're just the underdogs, but we competed so hard. We we just had some confidence going into game to game, and uh, you know, even when we were down three one in that series, we just felt that we were still confident to get ourselves back into it, and we just chipped away. And uh, you know, I think uh, by the end uh, we fell short, obviously. But uh, I think if we would have had Roly, it would have been a different story. Oh my God. Don't even tell me what it would have been like if we had Rowley Smitty. I can't handle this shit. Not today. Not after the seven-one win. When you were when the when the run was over, and we won't say you lost, we'll say you failed to win because there's a big difference. What did, was we your recuperation like? Were we you dunked in a cryogenic tank for six weeks, or like did they give you a full blood transfusion? What was your recovery like after the cup run? Well, uh, my lovely wife took me. Uh, we went to Napa, and I tried to decompress out there and. Uh, uh, usually that's a, a great place for us to go and relax, and uh, I don't know if that would be a memorable one, but um, yeah, basically you just try to come down and um, you know soak it all in. It's I, I, I said in, in my uh, <clears throat> retirement, I don't have a loss. Uh, no, sorry, I, I don't have any regrets. I have a loss of not winning the cup, but no regrets of playing the game and uh, trying to leave everything out there for. Uh, for the organizations. You deserved a cup, Smitty. You deserved a cup more than half these nitwits that win a cup every year. I would, if it somehow would get you a cup, I would fly to whoever wins the cup last year or this year, knock somebody out, put Ryan Smith on the cup if I could, I'll tell you. How come you never said that to me before? You don't deserve, well, I know you're a nice guy, but Smitty, did you see, man, there when his teeth fell out and he picked him up? I yeah. never saw Strudwick out there picking up no teeth. I lost some teeth too. Did How you? come I don't fall not in Your a playoff? smile was in practice. <laughs> it was the morning after a rookie party, but still, why am I not getting, we're going to talk later. I've had enough of your attitude. <laughs> I want to ask Jeez. because you'd been in game sevens before, but now you're in game seven of the Stanley cup final. And that was, those are extremely rare. You know, the fact that the owners have been in two of them, is it rare enough in itself? And unfortunately Carolina scored a buck 26 into that game. You've given up early goals in games before. Was there a different, like, did you, did the guys like, was there more chatter than usual to ensure the guys stayed up because it was game seven of the Stanley cup final. And the last thing you wanted was negative feelings to creep in that early. How different was that early goal compared to an early goal, even in the first round or the second round? Well, you know, it, it obviously, I don't want to say deflates teams, but it, uh, it did uh, deflate us a bit. And I think saying that we still had that time and, 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 you know, to come back. Um, yeah, it is a little bit different because they're at home. Uh, they have the, uh, that goal now now they're, they're they're riding some energy within the building and in them and themselves and yeah it, it, it sure does deflate you a little bit but uh i thought for the most part throughout the game we stuck with it um you know cam ward played unreal 
and uh, we just couldn't get it by him. We had our chances, and just uh, we ran out of time. Now, Smitty, before we let you go, uh, we want to talk about your new camp that you're having, Smitty Skills. So, Strads and I were curious, like, does this involve how to take a puck in the face? Does, <laughs> does it involve just, you know, battling in the boards? Uh, and are you are you teaching kids how to use a wood blade? Is that part of Smitty Skills? I, I would like to hand out every kid a wooden stick. Oh. <laughs> but I think they, they ran out. <laughs> well, you could probably just go down to the canoe club and borrow some paddles for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, you probably could. It would, uh, it would be, uh, be great for deflecting pucks. It worked for me. Is there an upper age limit to Smitty skills? Maybe for blogger, weird radio guys who couldn't do crossovers or minor oh. hockey. Could they come down and look at things and participate? I'm sure we could probably accommodate something like that. And, uh, I have money. Goes, you know? I can pay. No, we should. Uh, and honest God, I, I know this one's for novice Adam Bannum and, and midget uh, Pee Wee and Bannum. I, I think age kids. It goes. Uh, it's in August, right? Uh, the twenty first. Yeah. So is it every day they're on the ice? Yep, two times, uh, and then there's a lunch in between, uh, and then yeah, back on the ice again. So it's uh, August twenty first to twenty fifth. Here in the city, to Clareview this year, um, you know it's obviously uh, you know something I've uh, wanted to do for quite some time. Uh, you know, hockey schools, hockey camps, and and uh, this one, Smitty Skills, and maybe actually we should get Strutty to come out, teach the defensemen how to shoot pucks, not not at the teeth. And uh... <laughs> yeah, that that wasn't really my strength. Although I did score from the blue line on two Hall of Fame goalies, but we're not here to brag, Smitty. <laughs> Um, you know what? <laughs> I guess so. You know, my question to you is this. I, I mean, I played against you for a long time, and I always admire the way you would go to the net and just tip pucks. You know, what advice do you, are you going to offer these young players to go there to learn? That's the, you know, 95% of the goals are scored right around the blue paint. You know, how do you encourage or develop that ability in young players, men and women, boys and girls? Yeah, first of all, it's the courage to get there. And uh, second of all, it's, uh, you know, the the opportunity of getting yourself in a in a good position and getting your stick in a good position, whether it's a tip or a rebound, uh, getting yourself loose. Obviously, you know as a defenseman, Shreddy, that uh, you want to tie up sticks. That's that's what um, that's what coaches tell you to tie up the sticks. So find find a way to keep your stick loose and available. And uh, um, yeah, you know, obviously, be a bad goalie is what uh, what I uh, what I'd like to say is when the, when a D man's shooting, be a bad goalie. Let it go through you. And um, turn around, maybe get your get your rebound. Smitty, we appreciate you joining us. Enjoy Game Seven. I'm going to ask you who is going who's going to be the hero for the orders in Game Seven. I'd like to say Nuge. He's had an unreal uh, uh, playoff, and he hasn't got rewarded for it. Um, and a great kid all around. I'd love to see him score. Smitty, uh, great. wait, 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 wait. Smitty, can you come out of retirement? <laughs> Smitty, we need you. Can you come back? It doesn't matter if you're slow. It doesn't matter if you lost a step. Will you come back? Buddy, I'm sitting right here. I don't give a I'm shit. I'm talking right to Ryan Borden-Smith in front of you. Shh. I'm sitting right I'm here. I'm getting him to come out of retirement. You're slapping me in the up. face. Smitty, it's great talking to you. One of the best ever, Smitty. You guys, too. Thanks a lot. Borden. I, by the way, uh, I love that name. We're calling you Borden from now on. That's fantastic. That is great, actually. I can't believe more people didn't call you Borden over the years. I know, eh? Oh. I snuck away with it. <laughs> oh, should have pulled that one out. It's fantastic. Google had me at Gordon, so I'm all good. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to change that on your Wikipedia page to get it correct, okay? <laughs> all right, sounds good. Okay, thanks, Smitty. See you, Smitty. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Ryan Smith. 
What a beauty. Holy. Borden, hey, we, we learned something. That. Do you know the 24 hours I'm having right now between the 7-1 win and talking to Ryan Smith? Like, I'm just going to turn into a beam of light and shoot into space. I'm so fucking happy right now. And I can swear. And I talked to a guy last night at the Pine, and he said, I like your podcast, but I wish you'd swear more. And he said, uh, Rob Brown swore, and he thought he was going to take you were going to take him down a hallway to great stories. Oh, no. And then you took it right back to no swearing. He said, throw a couple swears out there. It's cool. Kids like it. I have no problem with guys swear. I no. said the F word to Smitty. I think I'm ready to retire. Are you guys definitely bonded. I think there's a connection. Really? Do you probably, think so? Probably lunch and brunch well, is coming and up. And they created a little bit of a gap between you two. Like, Strud's a little sensitive I know. Over What's there. your problem? Like, well, at least have a respect for the person. It's like talking. Well, no, I, th- I, I appreciate his honesty. He's just like, hey, Smitty's a better player. No, 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 no. Well, yes, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about your ex-girlfriend with your with your wife in the room. That's it's not disrespectful. True. We still have our thing. Yeah, we're uh, on a podcast we, together. We, we look don't anymore. Well, we're, we're getting on the. Well, I should retire after this podcast. It's changing. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you a Smitty story right now. Okay, hey, you know what? We're gonna go to break. Yeah, we're gonna go. To, this Take, is what you yeah. call a tease we're, in the oh, podcast course, world. Okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is called a tease. Wanye story oh, yeah. coming up next. It's a real life podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. 1.4 million parts. It'd be better if they had 9.4 million parts with this episode, but it's 1.4 million parts. Step your <laughs> game up. Parts. Fitting Canada. Yeah, get, get a few more parts. There's so many it's parts only 1. out there you 4 don't million have. million parts, okay? Yeah, Need a few more parts. Get uh, some parts. We'll return with more parts on the Real Life Podcast. <laughs> it's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parts.cat.com We're back! Hopefully it was worth the wait. That was a long wait for you guys here on the Real Life Podcast, right. brought to you by Finning Cat, all the parts you need in one place. One day, let's okay. I'm I'm waiting with beta. Okay, okay. Do you remember story? when McDonald's gave away those weird Russian wooden hockey sticks in the drive-through? Do you remember that year? No, I do not remember at all. You don't remember that? No. You were uh, probably forty-three <laughs> when that happened. It's no, like nineteen ninety-two, nineteen ninety-three. I don't remember. Okay, yeah. so McDonald's yeah. gives away. Did Russian they give them away in the drive-through? They did, man. Because that's did. the only time I would have went there. It was, was after incredible. Bombs. You I would go forgot. in there and they would hand you a giant wooden hockey stick from what? Russia with Russian writing on it. Yeah, like real size. I still have it. This is why I know this is a real thing. So I go to the Oilers games. Early, I'm 12. I'm there with my buddy, and we're like going to talk to anybody who comes in through the Oilers door. And Smitty walks in, and he's a rookie. And Smitty stops and talks to us for 10 minutes. And these are the things when you're growing up a little kid, if you're lucky and you live in Edmonton or you live in a city where you run into players, you have these fleeting moments with stars, right? And Smitty was brand new. I don't even think he got a lot of points in his rookie year. No, no, he had like two goals. But he took the time to talk to us, and he talked to us like we were his peers. And I can just remember while I was talking to him, just like my brain chemically changing. And when he left, I said to my buddy, like, I don't care if that guy ever scores a goal. Like, that's one of my favorite players in the league ever of all time. That's cool. And then he turned out to be Ryan Smith, right? And the whole reason why there is an Oilers Nation is that when Smitty got traded, we were livid, me and my buddy. And we're like, we got to do something. Like, what can you do? I don't know. We'll start an internet website. We'll bring the internet to its knees. And that turned into Oilers Nation, right? So him stopping in front of the Coliseum and talking to me when I was 12 is why we're here really today. Are Did you, you guys sign still your be stick? Here? Yeah, I still have it, man. It's the best. And then when I'd like to see his signature then. 
It hasn't changed. Really? I've checked. Um, No, no, just because a lot of guys do evolve because usually it's terrible. Sign 10 million of them. Some try to get a little bit better. And in our offices at uh, Little Brick, we have a nation, uh, we have a Oilers jersey of Smitty, and then we have a Moose Jaw Warriors jersey, the 28th. We went out for his retirement. I was there his retirement jersey. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Everybody wore the Smitty jersey in warm-up. To talk to Smitty is, honest to God, one of my highlights of my life. So that's the first time you've spoken to him since he was 18. Yeah, never, 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 yeah. That's, a, that's actually a really good story. I've never said a word to an active oiler in my life, and I never plan on it. Didn't we hang out when I was playing? No, certainly not. Although, <laughs> we did go to the same school, and you were in grade 9, and I was in grade 1, and like, wicked, but that's not really... That's like you, you went sp- to Holy Cross? Darn right I did. did I, I remember the legends of... No, you were way too old. You had a beard. I was in kindergarten. He was in grade 1. Yeah, did like, you? we never... Oh, would... I know, but... No, I was... Really? Yeah. And people talked about me after I left? No, people talked about you while you were there. Like, oh. you were the tall kid at the back of the bus that smelled funny. And everyone was like, don't go near that Jason Stradwick. He's some kind of weird. <sighs> no doubt. The yellow bus took it all the time. All the time. I think we're in the same bus, actually. Really? I don't know for sure, because grade niners, when you're in grade one, they might as well be 70 wow. years old, and they're none of your business. But... You're eight years younger than me? In this story. <laughs> I know. It's surprising, because he looks a lot younger than that. <laughs> I've aged well. You look a lot older. You look great. I've really aged well. You, see, we're building it back. You <laughs> like, you guys, like, outside of the, you know, the, you guys have very different arm lengths, right? We got the... Yeah. We got an alligator and we got an orangutan here when it comes to arm lengths. But it's interesting, like, you guys should see, because nowadays, and this is true story, they're looking at at hair transplants. You could donate some of yours, Wanya, to, uh, because you've got about a three head going right now, and he's creeping up to about a six head. I give you anything you need. I got a real okay. hairy ass, too. If you really want to do, like, a ass-to-scalp transplant, you'd have a rich and full head of hair that could stop a bullet it's so thick. I'd rather shave my head right now than to accept one hair off one of any part follicle. of your body. And by the way, we are five wins away oh, man. from Strud's Dinah's hair orange. Because Strud said earlier uh, last week on the show, now that he's back on the show, that he will uh, dye his hair orange. Yeah. If the orders make it to the Stanley Cup. Now, he said at any time in the future. The reality is, looking at his hair, we all both know that's a fleeting, uh, there's, that's a short window, right? It's closing all <laughs> the time. That's so mean. Is this what the show? No, so, no, it's not no, mean. No, it's no. being accurate. I mean, we're, you're right. Probably 10 years worth. <laughs> so by the time I'm 51, they yeah. better make it. And if they do, I will dye it orange. Uh, wow. I just want it to be this year. So maybe we'll do a little like reverse promo now. So are you guys doing the show every day together now? Yeah, Strauss yeah, is, uh, is on the show yeah, now. Starting at 300. Maybe like Sid and Jim or whatever the show is. No, it's, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like Gregor and, 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 and Strudwick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Jason Gregor show produced by Jason Gregor, sold by Jason Gregor, recording engineer Jason Gregor featuring smaller Jason Strudwick. <laughs> Two-point font. Didn't, didn't you see the promo we put out on the internet? No, what happened? Well, you should go look. Feel I, I know you just you're, go look on the internet. Well, just well, open you're, up you're internet. On, <laughs> you're on Twitter a fair yeah, amount. Darn right, I am. It's yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I maybe. did see that actually. Was it an I suck at picking uh, graphic? Yeah, he helped. Yeah, yeah, Dave helped us out. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah, he was quite good. I'm so happy for you guys. It's like the Rashog baby because his legs are very realistic. A little, little bit poor. He's kind of portly. Uh, well, just his legs, right? He's just got, yeah. You can't really tell where his thigh and his yeah. calves intersect with his That's knee. Tough. It's all the same. So you're going to be mean to each other five days a week on the radio? No, now, we're always no, no, no. Actually, yeah, you know what? Yeah, okay. It's been really, it hasn't been mean. It's been funny, but I wouldn't say yeah. it's been mean at all. Okay, yeah, we good. have a good sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Really nothing Not to be mean about. So what's the when difference you're, between the pod? When you're this good, what can you be mean about to each other? I guess it's true. You're king your castle. What is what is the podcast? How are we going to be different than the radio well, show? Well, you're now? not on the radio. Yeah. Well, you're darn right I'm not on the radio. Right. And we don't swear. We don't swear. Of course you don't swear. That's it's very unprofessional. And we, we talk about a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, we'll, like we'll, we'll, well, you know, we'll talk about your uh, childhood uh, love affair with different players, which yeah. is fantastic. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. Lots Did you ever meet things. a hockey player? When? Who's the first NHL player you met? Uh, I got to uh, be a caddy at uh, Wayne Gretzky's golf tournament. 
no in, way. Uh, when it was in Edmonton at the well, you're 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 a member now at the Country Club. That's where they had it. Yeah. So that was in 1986, I think it wow. was so the uh, summer 1986, and uh, I was the uh, caddy for uh, Marty McSorley. Wow. Oh, wow. And uh, nice. well, McSorley and Huddy were the two guys in, in our group, and the other kid was kind of like a lame duck caddy. So I ended up, and you know, I was kind of hyper walk. kid. Well, no, he could walk, but like oh. when they would put one of their clubs down, because they, you know, like these guys, it wasn't like they were ever asking me for advice. Like yeah. the joking that you'd ask hey, me, kid, what should I hit? Man, from I was just like, dude, I can't barely hit a hundred yards, just whatever. Right. And I was kind of make some jokes to them, but you know, they put their, their uh, irons down and then they, you know, by the edge of the green. Right. And then as a caddy, you should be alert and you would pick up the, when you walk off. Well, this other kid was just either, he was too starstruck, but he was oblivious. So I ended up picking like both their clubs up all the time. I don't know. Charlie, how did he tip me like back then? He tipped me like, I wasn't even his caddy. He tipped me 150 bucks Holy and shit. Marty McSorley tipped me 200 bucks. And I was just like, this is unbelievable. I have $350. Wow. And that began like, a long dude, career of making was, millions uh, of dollars off so sports. I, yeah. I talked to, uh, to Marty McSorley about that story many did years. You? Cause I kind of forgotten about it. And then yeah. uh, Marty played in the uh, Scotia brand, uh, the Alzheimer's pro-am with us. And Marty was on our team awesome. and he was telling us all these great stories. And one day I was just sitting and he was asking about, it. I said, well, actually Marty, I met you a long time ago. Obviously you're not going to remember. And I told him about the golf tournament, at the country club. And he's like, yeah, what? Wasn't very good of a golfer. I'm like, dude, I have no idea. Like, I was 13, I think, at the time, or 12. I can't remember how old it was. And but it had that bib because I gave you the caddy bib that you got to That's wear, right? The, the Wayne Gretzky yeah. Uh, yeah. thing yeah. you had. And, and you know, I look at it. And I said, you know what? That's something that the Edmonton Orders should do right now because they have their tournament. Why not have kids who are fans? be the caddy for the player. Mm -hmm. Cause honestly, it's not like I did, like I carried the clubs, mm -hmm. right. And, and you can get a bag. That's just a simple bag. Like I was 14 yeah. years old. It wasn't that heavy. You're just like, Oh man, I'm walking around and you know, you talk to the players a little bit, but you're very respectful, but Oh, you know, all Marty had to do is have a conversation once every four holes. And you're just like, Hey, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Right. And those are the type of things that I find that are lacking today in the organization. That is such an easy way to connect to your young, especially nowadays where a lot of young fans can't go to the games. Like, this is a simple, and I'll tell you right now, the players, they would probably rather have a bunch of 14, 12, 13-year-old kids catting with them because they're not going to ask them a bunch of, you know, really inane right. questions. Yeah. All, uh, hey, so what do you think? You know, that the serious, big, because not everything should be about, okay, we're going to have a sponsorship and everybody's got to pay for it and that's who's going to get to go there. Your sponsors, that's great. What about your young fans? Exactly. I think it's something that you can still have the big corporate thing. Incorporate lucky fans every year. Right, they get yeah. to because honestly, a fan wouldn't care if you're caddying for Peter Shirelli or Todd McClellan or Jay Woodcroft or Ian Herbers right. or any of the because you could bring out you've got a, you've got 50 players signed every year, right? Whether you're bringing out a kid who's an American League player or an NHL player, kids aren't going to be upset. No, they They're going to be yeah. like, hey, you can bring I, out all the old kings. Exactly, it doesn't matter. And I think it's something that you want to incorporate. That it's something they should look at. I went one time when in 1990, I think in preseason, I got to go to the Oilers dressing room. Randy Gregg took me through a series of very fortunate circumstances, and it culminated with. Uh, remember VacuTax? Of course, you'll remember yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Messier was getting VacuTax put on his feet in those like weird boxes that they had in the dressing room, and they were molding the mold to his feet or whatever. And he stood off, and his towel fell off. So the highlight of my dressing room tour in 1990 was seeing a mostly nude Mark Messier, and it seared into my brain. Like yeah. I could pick it out of a lineup <laughs> if I had to. But going to the dressing room and going to meet everybody and at the time, Craig Simpson was my hero. Yeah, and he was doing press. The Oilers won, and he had some points. And I, I was leaving, and I didn't get to meet him. And he chased me down, and he gave me a stick, and he gave me a puck, and I. Still have oh, both to this day. But things like that are what make super fans, right? And yeah. if you're looking for like how do you I don't think that the yeah. others necessarily are giving much thought to how do we grow the next generation of fans. Having chance encounters with little kids and players means the world to a child. Speaking from as position of a man child, I can tell you still, it hasn't diminished. Like that's how you build real fans. Yeah, there's no place for a, a 
just a, a random encounter at the games anymore because the players all park underneath, yeah. right? The fan, like you said, how you got to run into them outside because the players used to have to go in that entrance. Yeah. Everybody oh, saw yeah. where they were. Yeah. Right? yeah, but a lot of places are like that. Like, no, no, I, I, been I like I'm, not, long I'm time. not saying it's just Edmonton. But, I'm just saying that it's yeah. something that. Now, I know they do a lot of school things now that they that's never good. used to do before. That's there great. are things, but I just, you look at it for, for a team that's in the community where clearly you look at the how powerful and passionate it is, uh, especially after a decade of just being the the basement dwelling yeah. team and your fans still supported you and you lost a lot of young fans because kids just like to cheer for a team because they're not that into hockey. There's, oh, you know, it's fun. It's cool nowadays. Like my, my three-year-old was watching the game uh, and I wasn't there. And my, my wife uh, uh, texts me. She's like, oh, yeah, because it was a 5 o'clock game. Yeah. So, and, and we don't really watch a lot of TV in, in, in front of him yet. Yeah. They say it's not good for his eyes, so he doesn't watch much. But okay. she was it's like game six. She's like, yeah, sorry, I'm breaking the rules. He's watching the game. Well, in the first five minutes, they scored all the time. So she's high-fiving him, right? And then they would show the replay. Yeah. And he's only three. He's never really watched a game before. So they saw the replay of the goal. And so he was high-fiving because he thought it was the goal again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so I asked the team about hockey. He's like, oh. High five, dad. Lots of high fives, lots of goals. So right away, today after breakfast, we're in the garage and we're playing hockey. Right? He's got his little net and he's out there. And now yeah. he scores and he's high five. So it's little things like that yeah. that you that's what teaches kids to enjoy a sport. Yeah. Now the connection's pretty amazing. I remember when I was playing for the Oilers, uh, people would always ask me for stuff. And I was like, there's only so much I can give. But what I did do is I'd often auction off uh visits. So I'd either come to your kids' hockey practice or bring a pizza. I would supply the pizza and go to their kids' school. And, you know, I didn't think it was much, but I was always surprised how much it would raise. And, I mean, listen, I wasn't, you know, I was I was from Empton, which made it cool. But And people loved that. I'd go in that class, and people were going crazy. I was always, every time I'd go in, I was surprised. You know, and I'd try to bring a different player with me every now and then. Guys were always willing to come. But it was, it was a, it's easy because I was from here. I had those connections. I yeah. think that somehow you have to try to work. It's That's kind of like a backdoor way into mm-hmm. the community, right? I don't uh, think that's necessarily in, in communities. And, um you know, like going to visit the children's hospital. You know, I know Trevor Lennon did it all the time. When I when I went to Vancouver, he left that legacy. So we would go unannounced. They'd say, you know, uh, one of the older guys would be like, hey, uh, you're going to let me say, Strudwick, you're coming with me. We're going to the children's hospital. I was and, like, and it's what are you talking about? better when it was that way right. rather than it having private. the film crew in. I, I don't right. think that's so always it good. So it was, you know, myself would go. I would go. Then David Scatchard was going. A lot of guys would just go, and it's back doorway. And it's, but those need, there has to be those relationships. Yeah. You know, the team's turned over quite a bit. So I think now that most some of these guys will be here a little bit longer, maybe you can create those relationships like uh, Matt Benning. Yeah. You know, can he? You don't have to be everywhere all the time, but find a way just to backdoor, like Kyle Turris going there to that. Um, what was it called? Uh, something Heroes of Hockey or something uh, banquet after the uh, the big win they had the other night. Kyle Turris went. The whole team is probably going. He goes out to this banquet. Just shows up randomly. Just well, I think he's part of this uh, this oh. group. I forget the charity. I, I, I but I, I apologize, but I forget the charity. But he went and did it, and he that's kind of he has a relationship with those yeah. people. So that's how you kind of backdoor is maybe not the right word, but you just it just becomes natural. You just go there because you want to go there, not because you're forced. Backdooring is probably not the right term to yeah. use ever in a podcaster. Well, but at the same time, see, because you guys are born cool, right? Like you're grade right. nine riding the back of the bus. You're already sure. cool. You don't know what it's like to be some nerdy kid who has right. a fleeting encounter with somebody he would consider uh, a hero, sure. right? Yeah. And, you know, with no disrespect to Benning, right? Like he's a starting in the league and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll you, tell you, Matt you put, Benning. But hold on. You, you put Benning in front of an eight-year-old kid, oh. and it might as well be P.K. Subban every, or it might be Bobby Orr. Every right. kid in St. Albert right. knows who Matt Benning is. Really? It's a small, sure. oh, small okay. community. Yeah. Right? right. Here's a kid who who played there. Yeah. Then he went to NCAA. Yeah. Now he's in the NHL. And basically, you know, St. Albert doesn't have an NHL team. So St. Albert and Edmonton's the same thing. Yeah. 
Oh no, trust me. There's that. That's a massive deal. Colton Pareko from I'm that not community. dissing Benning. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying that like when you're not cool and you're a geeky little kid, and all of a sudden you know someone comes to your school and shows you how to play street hockey or something like that, that makes a huge difference. I mean, I don't remember what I had for lunch, but I can still remember my entire tour through the dressing room. I remember Randy Gregg went and got me a handful of double mint gum out of a container and gave it to me, and I kept the gum. Like I have the gum at home still in the wrappers in my forever box that I'll keep forever. Right? A forever and, box? You don't have a forever box? No, I don't. Do you have one, Gregor? I've never heard of it, no. You've never I, heard of a forever box? What do you keep all the stuff in that you want to keep forever? Oh, I'm terrible. The garbage. Strudwick. I don't this think is why I, I like Ryan you know, Smith more yeah. than you. I bet you Smitty has a forever box. I, I Guaranteed am, he does. I'm like one of the worst. Be- I, I've box. never been a big, I keep memories in my head and I have certain pictures of things. But yeah, I've never, and I think maybe that's why I was raised. I just, our family never kept a lot of things we weren't a big that's why you have a forever box you're only allowed yeah. to keep a shoe box worth of shit was the rule of my house yeah, okay that's fair no i don't wow. uh, my forever like, box is one like of the coolest things I, that's what i would save in a fire stuff, but can i come over and look inside your box like what you else sure? is in your forever box? <laughs> if you don't back door hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you show your people your box no 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 so this is private i, I have two private up. things in the back of my closet not literally not figuratively i have a vision board where i put up things that i'm envisioning and i've got my forever box so you don't share either one with the general public. i would show people my forever box i wouldn't show you my vision board because okay. a lot of them are just you with hearts drawn around know, your head saying, i don't think that. I think one plus strudwick you know yeah. yeah that's my vision okay well we might have to find out for people who else has a forever box i can't believe we'll throw you... that question out uh, yeah. on twitter after so the podcast. Hold on, but you have nothing from your childhood you're not like here's my little doll i had when i was little and here's my mm-hmm. other thing that i had when i was little i guess a couple things but i like i have my wayne gretzky rookie card my mom gave it to me in grade eight for making the honor roll i have that actually that's in a safety deposit box at the bank Along with 400 gold bricks, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, wow, yeah it's yeah. a pretty big box. <laughs> no, but I've got other things like just things I like, right? Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say, it's in, you know, I guess, I don't know what I'd keep in there. I guess that, I guess that is important to me. I've got like uh, notes I wrote to kids when I was little and I, really, you know, yeah, a lot of hilarious little shit. None of it's worth anything. Like there's nothing no, no, of right, any right, value, right. but just like right. mementos that like, Neat. you know, you remember everything in your head, right? Like I don't really have the best memory because I've been drinking Bud Light since I was, you know, 19 hey, years okay. old or whatever, but I look at everything in my forever box and it takes me back. No, that's fair. My, okay. my mom, I guess, kept a lot of things. Like if I go back to the farm, there's a dresser there and she's like, are you going to take this stuff someday? Right? Like it's got a lot of like hockey card books and different sure. things, but I, I wouldn't say, I just look at it and it's like, oh yeah, it's cool to remember that stuff. You have but, a forever dresser, lousy rich guys. Oh, I've got a shipping container out in uh, <laughs> Palo Alto. There's like one drawer that's filled and trust me, it's not great stuff. There's a few like letters from high school and stuff and I'm like, oh. But I think that maybe as you get a little older and as your son ages, you might appreciate that stuff more. Oh, like I'm becoming more sentimental for sure. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, stuff like that. um, Nowadays with, uh, with my young son and everything like that. Oh yeah, for sure. There's little things like, no, I I was always somewhat of a crier. But now it's like beyond oh, belief. Too. It's really there. oh, dude, Not it's the, the worst. Way, yeah. like, For real? I oh, wouldn't think yeah. that. We're probably, learning a lot about our emotions today. Pro- probably the the, the, the most. Well, I laugh yeah. about it because um, I got to do that uh, Dancing with the Stars Edmonton version yeah. uh, with the Special Olympics. So I'll I got, never forget when you rolled up to OTR in a collared shirt with sequins on it afterwards. Uh, that was one of the yeah. top nights of my life. Well, we uh, we well no that that was the there was a different one that was the one but then that was, was just for sport. I no, wasn't no, that, that was a competition one. That was a look the, I was doing. The other one we did with um, with the Special Olympics, and so you, you get paired right. up with an athlete from the Special Olympics. I got paired up with Jenny, and she was great. And so, but we had a practice for like two months. Yeah, right, like yeah. it was a big commitment. So then that. you have the night and do the gal event thing. I and, did it with you. Weren't we the same competition, you and I? Uh, at the River Creek. Oh, you guys yeah, don't no, need forever no. boxes because okay. your memories did, have no problems. No, no, you can't no, remember mine doing was at the Delta on okay, the south side. Okay, yeah, okay, no, you oh weren't in it. Oh, you're the next year. Yeah, right. sure, probably. Round two, yeah. And 
so afterwards, you know, they, they interview, you're doing the thing. And, and all of a sudden I'm talking to my wife's at a table with a bunch of friends and other people there. And I, so I start talking on the mic and all of a sudden I'm just like, cause Jenny, when we first met, she was very kind of shy and her parents had told me, she was yeah. like, you know, she has a hard time, you know, eye contact. So I try to, you know, engage. and by the end of it, you know, pretty good. And like, she still uh, will send me just random texts about how she's doing and different things. She's oh, really, so she's nice. a really good athlete. And uh, so that day I'm talking and all of a sudden I just start talking to her in the mic and the room's full, like 500 people I'm stalking and they're asking me some question. All of a sudden I'm just like, yeah, I'm really proud of Jenny. And I start tearing up and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm tearing up in my head. I'm like, God, this is so embarrassing. I'm not even sad. My wife's at her table and everyone's quiet. My wife's laughing because she knows like, she's like, yeah, he'll cry. Like he's not even sad. He just starts eyes welling up. And that I'm reminds like, me of the Grinch oh when he cried God, the one tear. Exactly. Oh yeah. Just like. You know, I come back to the table and everyone, and my wife's like, yeah, everybody probably thought I was a loser. Cause you're like, what an yeah. insensitive wife you have. She's laughed. She goes, and I just sit there. I'm like, God, that's gotta be the worst. It's like, tough. I'll just, Oh, but I'll tell you right now, you want to get the room's attention. Like rooms, yeah. people are always, you fear at an event, <laughs> you, just get a, you just get a guy to start kind of choking up and everyone's dead silent. Cause the guy's like, Oh my God, this is uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. This guy's <laughs> yeah. crying. What's <laughs> happening? Guys, I don't know what to do. There's like the, you want a room to, to quiet down and just say, just start choking up. Guarantee that the whole room's like, Oh, what's happening up here? There's some emotional Augsburg. We don't want this. What's it's that tough. salty discharge coming from his eyes? Oh, <laughs> uh, so oh true. God, I can't believe I talked to Smitty. Well, uh, we'll try to up that for yeah. you next week. What Anyone, any other requests you want? I don't want like Justin to... Bieber. Well, try Bo Jackson. I'd Bo. love to talk to Bo Jackson. I love Bo. I sell that poster, Bo knows. Yeah, and yeah, has all the different things. Yeah. I've got it. He in is... your forever box. No, I have it. I have it in a forever roll. I will oh, keep that. I hope yeah. one day my son wants it up in his wall. One of my sons. That'd be sick. You should frame that and put that up. That probably has a cool retro oh, vibe. So to it. awesome. Oh, Bo knows is probably the greatest commercial oh, ever. Such an animal. That thirty for thirty. That's a great where they show 30. him just like jumping out of the ocean He's and doing a quintuple backflip or whatever it was. He's yeah. an animal. He was I, one of the greatest athletes. Yeah, ever. he was a he was freakishly Unbelie- good. Yeah. Freakishly. Well, should we talk about Game Seven here? Like, what? Just should we get into some predictions here? Or what? Quick, yeah. Let's go. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I thought the Oilers are going to win in three, and the Ducks were going to fold. So I'm shocked yep. it takes this long. But Oilers in seven for sure. And shit. who's your game winner? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid coming out. Okay, I I think I said I know I said Ducks. I don't remember if it was six or seven. You said seven. Did I say seven? K? So I remember because oh, I look up to you. Okay, game game winner. Then oh, I have to go with the Ducks. I'll say Fowler. I want the Oilers A to win. Fowler is scoring for the Ducks. Lame. Um, I will uh, go it's with. Lame. It's my answer. Yeah, I know. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are harsh today. Uh, I'm not harsh. I'm very I will emotional. Go with uh, well, because I picked the orders at the start in seven. I will go with Milan Lucic. The Lucic dry sidle okay. combination has caught fire. Yeah. I hope you guys are right. I want to be wrong. Well, so, so do I. Do I just want your hair orange. No, five more. But wins. I will say this, uh, Nashville. Uh, I'll. They'll have a really hard time if they get Nashville. Yeah. The Preds are good right now. But a better matchup for McDavid, I think, would be Nashville. Than the Ducks. Yeah? I do think so. Because of what? No Kessler? I think just more skating. I think they're a, more of a skating team. Oh. More than the Ducks. Yeah, right. No Kessler. Fisher is no Kessler. I think it'd be. I think it's a better matchup for McDavid. Uh, the top 4D, though. That's who he's going to face the whole time. I think he faced McDavid. Or PK's done a great job against McDavid. I remember watching him play when he was with the Canadians. He was all over. McDavid played him really tight. Uh, be a good series. Yeah. Be very let's good. hope we can It'll talk about it fun. next week. Let's just hope game seven. Let's hope next Pray time away. we do this podcast that the Oilers are still oh, have, have a safe boys. flight to uh, Anaheim. Uh, yes. Oh, I got to see if I'll try and make it work. We'll okay. see what's going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you, didn't you go to games one, two, and five? Uh, yeah, I went to the Sharks and I went to Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Real life is starting to creep back in. Not the podcast either. Real, real life. Push There's a lot off. of people who are like, you can't just go to Canada and stop everything you're doing. And I'm like, I can. I don't care if everything else shuts. 
but I think there's going to be a third round, and this is a marathon, not Ooh, a sprint. Oh, oh, wow. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. You're superstitious. Yeah. You, you just no, a I'm, lot of your super. I'm not okay, superstitious. You're not, that's no, good. I'm not super. I'm about but a lot of things. All your superstitious uh, no. followers, they just don't. No, like no, no, no. I think you can always make confident statements in the playoffs. Okay. I don't think you guarantee it, but I think you can be hopeful for. Oh, it. McDavid said they were going back for Game Seven. He was right. Exactly. Boys, thank you. Thanks, Ryan Smith. That's a real life podcast brought to you by Finn in Canada. All Best the parts one yet. Best one you yet. need. 1.4 million parts. Finn in Canada. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.